evening. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you had, uh, well, a good New Year and uh, and a great Christmas. Um, For our first podcast for um, 2023, we have a guest. Um, But as always, my co-host, Peter Ray Allison. Good evening and Happy New Year, everyone. How are you doing? Now, our guest tonight uh, is uh, Madam Misfit, or or do you like to go by a, uh, Sarah Jean Paul? Uh, well, just call me Sarah for the show. Madam Misfit's a stage name. We'll go with that. <laughs> okay, Sarah, tell us tell us about you. Who are you? What do you do? What's your thing? What's my thing? Gosh, yeah. They they say a good business you should be able to sum up in one line. Well, that's (laughs) that's not me. I mean, um, so I am a quirky, comedic rap artist. Do you think that's about right, Peter? Yeah, sort of an (laughs) electro swim swing chap hop. Are we talking about like... Oh yeah, so is it kind of like um, oh, what's this? What's the guy called? Professor Elemental, or, or the what's the gentleman rapper? What's what's that guy called? The guy it used to be the gentleman yeah, rapper. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah, Okay, so you threw a few terms out there, which which means we can go one step further. So you mentioned chap hop, which is great. So yeah, I am the first and only female in chap hop, which is a genre which is predominantly the Queen's English in rap form. So very posh kind of mainly rapping about tea and trousers and you know I've taken my spin on that and basically saw a gap <laughs> in the market <laughs> with modern you know diversity in that I thought you know what well, I think it's about time a woman sort of stepped up to that um, and it's been a fun sort of ride really I mean for me it's been a very very short journey to where I am without giving too much away but yeah I, there's, I think it was a character that was sort of in my head 10 years ago but has only really grown legs in the last two so I think it's is the sort of idea really if that so where intrigues all, you so where did it all sort of kind of stem from what made you sort of kind of go into this the whole chap hop sort of um area where, where, where did it come from so uh I always like to write little witty little poets poems and lit- limericks as a kid and that and I always kind of recited every Eminem track going <laughs> as a 90s child but fast forward to about 2012 I went to a Professor Elemental concert here in Lincoln um my partner took me along and absolutely had no I hadn't heard of anything about chap hop even steampunk um or anything like that, and um, anything that was sort of alternative. I was very straight and kind of sort of boring person back then. And I thought, I'll go along to this concert and absolutely loved it. Loved the vibrancy and the whole kind of ethos and the emotions that goes on at one of these sort of events. And at the end of the night, my partner said to the professor, you know, my wife sings. And I did at the time, I, I dabbled. I wasn't, you know, I dabbled little bits and bobs and stuff. And uh, with that, I've never, you know, when someone offers you that olive branch, you just kind of like, yeah, whatever. OK, he actually said, yeah, next time I'm in Lincoln, you ought to get up on the stage. And that was it. Literally the next day, an email came with a, a booking. He's like, right, I'm in Lincoln in six months time. Are you going to join me? <laughs> you know, It was that pure like, oh, crap. So. Um, so, yeah, so. Actually, Madam Misfit, although she wasn't born until back end of 2019, so I was just, I was Sarah Jane, 
who did sort of postmodern jukebox covers um, from about 2012, 2013 through till 2019. Um, postmodern post jukebox covers. I didn't really start rapping until 2018 uh, when I wrote a song called Red Haired Misfit. And I wrote a tiny little verse in it and the professor did his bit in it as well. And I sent it to him and he says, you know what, that's rapping. I was like, no, it's not. He's like, it really is. And um, yeah, so it, it's funny. So basically at the end of 2019, he turned around to me and I'd written Inspector Gadget by this point, which for those that are following my story slowly will know where things started to build and form for me. Um, he kind of said to me back in the 2019, it's like, you should, you know, properly do this, you know, leave your job and, and do this and join me in the chap hop world of, you know, a career and everything. And at the time I was actually, uh, I was in the Royal Air Force. So my full-time job uh, since uh, I was 18, I was in the Royal Air Force as a musician. Hemp music oh, okay. was always part of me. So, um, so I did, I left the RAF and then COVID hit. <laughs> and it's just like I kind of like never take business advice from that man so um, <laughs> it was like crap like so Inspector Gadget launched in the February of 2020 um, but fortunately for me um, a lot of people turned to online streaming and yeah, yeah. online viewing and the music so actually in a weird way um it, it helped me you know people going online so um so yeah so from inspector gadget which is basically an sort of an electro swing remixed version so everyone joins in for the chorus and um and then i've written some sort of chap hoppy lyrics about you know i was the inspector and kind of what we go through and that was the that's the track that still got my most plays on spotify i've almost got a million streams on spotify across wow. my channel which is absolutely amazing um Halloween just gone. I had 70,000 streams in one day for one of my tracks that was picked up by a Spotify playlist. It's just been absolutely, hence I was saying about technically Madden Misfits only been around for two years, but I think lockdowns and streaming and the support of the rest of the chat hop family, you know, the one way to get noticed, and this is to any business <laughs> advice people out there, is write a diss track about the people you want to work with. So I <laughs> I wrote a song, um, you know, the professor and Mr. B have fighting trousers. They have this rap battle thing. Yeah. So I wrote a rap battle about those two and another chap called Thomas Benjamin Wilder Squire, who's also a tote playing, uh, very just, very well-dressed gentleman. So I decided, you know, go big, go home. I write this track about them all, about, you know, I'm sort of how I'm better than them, basically. And then I go out to shows now and I perform it and I get people wearing masks. Now, I didn't do it at Sci-Fi Weekend because having the professor already there is a bit weird <laughs> for someone to be wearing his face. Um, but I get them to stand in and then I just diss them. And because of me writing this song, they've, they've sort of taken me on their little journey so whether I support a lot of them and that is, is massively you know I can't thank them enough for just accepting me as a sort of annoying little sister in the <laughs> yeah I saw you at sci-fi weekend which was where I first saw you and your that was in the spaceport the sort of like which is the secondary room away from the main room, <laughs> the main room. and I don't think I've ever seen that room as packed before <laughs> or have everyone on in that room bouncing away on the mass conga line 
yeah it was yeah the conga is something that's going to start featuring more of so um I, I love how like matt's reactions are like completely true because he like has no idea did you do any research into who i was did you uh, know no. anything? <laughs> Good, that's, that's I, I just like to wing it I, i'm a sort of guy pete pete goes this person's coming on the podcast i go okay let's just do it and then i sort of kind of just go i just go with the flow Oh, yeah. It's nice because I'm getting the raw reactions as to if it's working. I'm staring in your <laughs> eyes with every word, and I'm like, "Is this is this good?" Um, yeah. So, um, Sci-Fi Weekender was just. I mean, I had no expectations. I was just going to do it. I know Paul goes down really well there, and usually Paul's crowds, my crowds, go for. You know, there's there's different levels of Madam Misfit. You know, I often support Paul. A lot, the professor. Um, I support Thomas Benjamin Wilder Squire. His crowds are very much more subdued, very much more music hall. I take my clarinet along as well, which was my, jo- you know, I was a professional clarinetist in the military. Uh, that was my job. So I play a bit of Dixie jazz and it's sort of, Madam Misfit sort of blends. And I, I like that I can do that and take that. And then Mr. B, Gentleman Rhymer, as well as there's, there's bits I can support him and and she kind of, but she's her most mad with the professor. Anything that sort of kind of Comic Con event, it's it's lovely to be full misfit and um, just know that things. I don't need to explain things. Um, you know, there's a lot of my songs um, when I wrote them, like the Wombling song, for example, <laughs> which Matt is a remix of the Wombles. <laughs> I didn't realise it's not transferable across the Pacific. The Americans. <laughs> Don't know what a womble is. Oh, yeah, so I, have I suppose to they stop wouldn't. Would shows they? now with a glossary of terms. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to get. I think someone's planning on cosplaying a womble for me at Sci-Fi, um, just so I can be like, look, this is a womble. Those folk who don't know, and please go out and listen to the womble. If anyone's listening now from America, then please, you've missed out on an entire generation of your life. This is when <laughs> recycling started as a child. So. Um, so yeah, the, the Wombling song is, is a really good one for those people. It's a great little icebreaker who aren't sure of where I sort of sit within their music. And um, I know this, I can join in and they sing along. And then I do my little rap bit about how Mother Nature needs our help. And then David Attenborough comes in as well. He's sampled in there as well <laughs> as a sort of grandfather figure. Honestly, Matt, I'm telling you. <laughs> so David Attenborough comes in there and then we all recite the three R's of recycling, which is reduce, reuse, recycle. And then we repeat, so we all chant this, and and I get you to litter pick as we go, and it's um it's a fun little <laughs> one of my many tracks, which has got a very exciting lockdown video as well. It's me and my son litter picking in the countryside, and me dressed as Orinoco on the hottest day <laughs> of 2020. Oh, but then the beautiful moment is that out of our recycled litter, we make a kite, and he runs off with this little kite at the end. So um so yeah yeah, Wombling song always goes down really really well inspector gadget um but uh peter mentions um a conga line which um there's a song i'm very very big on body and confidence um issues you know kind of making people just enjoy that the track is called the skin you're in and i don't think there should be anyone that isn't able to love themselves as they are and be proud of that and it's sort of how I'm molding as a character and an artist as well, and is starting to be able to use my music to help. You know, for me, I, I often refer music to as a medicine. It's helpful. It's where people go when they're when they're down and low. It's where they go when they're happy and they want to. You know, it's, it's where they go at certain points of their life. And um, I wrote the skin you're in, and um, it is about 
being proud of what the hell you are. So I wanted to, I did a huge, big music video and I worked with a burlesque troupe. I was like, what more, you know, of body sizes can I, and these beautiful girls from Burley, and they were, um, uh, they did this wonderful outfit. Anyway, they made me a costume. I had no idea what I was going to wear. And I thought, what's more showy than a massive peacock outfit? <laughs> so it makes me this massive, like, you know, feathers, headdress, everything going on. And at the end of the song, I invite uh, fans and audience members and that to, if they're proud of the skin they're in, to get up, show me and follow me in a conga. And I, yeah, again, sci-fi, I was, I was a bit unsure. Some people, you know, and I'd already earmarked somebody I knew on the front row, like, please, can you at least follow me? So I've got one. And uh, before I knew it, I've, I've managed to find a photo, Peter. Someone actually <laughs> took a photo um, of, yeah, seeing this whole room. And never before have I got round to where I started and had to literally just stand on the spot because I was reached. People were still joining the queue. Um, and what's beautiful, what that stands for isn't, yeah, just a, a fun gimmick, but all those people that felt united and proud of their body. It was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so. I was number two. Oh, were you? Uh, yeah, Zaphod was number two. But also that song really did kind of speak to me on a very personal. I mean, I've had massive um, surgery in the past. My body's a massive um, crisscross of scars and what have you so yeah that really and I did suffer from a lot of um body image issues way back in the day and that song yeah really could yeah I wish I'd listened to that 20 years ago oh bless you so yeah so that was a really powerful song and I just want to say really 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 appreciate it because it's just such a very true it spoke of, of truisms yeah definitely and I think that's what the beautiful thing of um having this position I'm in now and I'm like hang on I had and I had and still have these hang-ups about image and confidence and that why not I'm not on my own here definitely not on my own to put them in a song and for me you know bringing it up to modern music you know it was songs like Mika Big Girl You're Beautiful and all about that bass Megan Trainer. I was like they've written a body confidence song I can do it in my own sort of way and yeah and the amount you, you're not the only person Pete, that reached out to me post that gig I've had so many emails and messages from from women who saw me at that show that said before that they'd had so many um confidence issues and they felt awful about themselves and it was just beautiful so beautiful I actually had to put a little video up on Facebook because I had a, a massive come down after sci-fi I can imagine. And yeah and it was just it was just beautiful that that's what music and a show a really good show um can do but then there was this sort of wave afterwards wasn't there there was hashtags misfit for main stage and there was a yeah it was crazy it was like i yeah. think yeah because i've got a few people tagging matt page like area 51 <laughs> and so so we get matt and misfit next aren't we matt <laughs> it was like... <laughs> just tagging him in hashtag misfit for main stage yeah. um yeah, I mean, I don't know uh, if it would have gone down as well if I was in the main stage and I just did that show. I don't know. It was just a, a certain a set of circumstances. What was more beautiful and hilarious for me was that people were leaving the main stage Professor Elemental concert. We were sort of overlapped. He finished yeah. and I, I called myself the after party. <laughs> there was a, maybe a, I think he ran a little bit late. So there was a, but people were leaving the end of his show to catch me, which was beautiful. So, and he highly did not appreciate that. And I made it known. <laughs> 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 sort of a, a, yeah, Marmite thing between us. So, um, 
and it was beautiful and after the end of that show I mean my friend there was some uh, friends from the Lincoln Steampunk Society um were in the crowd and one of them walked up to me when I was running my merch table he was like Sarah do you do you want me to help you? I was like, no, 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 I'll be fine. He's like, Sarah, have you seen how big your queue is? I looked at, I was like, Jesus Christ. So I was like, I was pulling in. I was completely yeah, blown off um, the amount of response it got. And that I emailed, you know, um, Sci-Fi win- Weekenders, a beautiful event. And, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And I don't think Matt knew what to expect from me. But when I emailed him the next day, I got an email back pretty much within half an hour saying yes you're coming back in March (laughs) 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 which was beautiful so yeah so anyone watching if you haven't seen any of the kind of promo videos and that I will be back I don't know what day I probably won't know until I land to be honest but as as it goes but I will be there in some way shape and form and with the same so for those people who are oh like I missed out it will be the same show on a more amplified scale and I will leave it there yeah one one thing I wanted to bring up, when I was watching your show, you seem to kind of be running it all from your smartwatch. Yeah, so that's that a new was... bit of tech, yeah. New bit of tech. I literally had, that was my first time I used it as well, that show. That worked really well. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, so I always have, um, so I'm a one-man band. Those people who are listening in, I'm basically a glorified karaoke artist, so I'm backing tracks and me. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, so I used to have all my tracks on stage, like with an iPod or something, and I'd literally press, do my thing. But because I'm a, on my own, I like to get involved in the audience. So I'll have a radio mic and I'll be running around, sitting on laps, dragging people up. That's just what I do. It's part of it. I like people to feel um, the entire show. You know, I don't want to just be stared at for 45 minutes, stood still. Mm-hmm. Um but then I have the issue of having to run back to the stage. And sometimes I've got to climb up a stage back to go and press play again and then run back. You know, very exhausting. So um, so a friend of mine, a couple of steampunks, they made me um, a wrist cuff, a leather cuff. And then it's not actually a smartwatch. It is a car Bluetooth um, steering wheel connected oh. changer. So somebody told me... Um, because I've got some friends in other bands that do use smartwatches, but they said something about the technology or something had stopped or something like that. So they said the easiest way is a Bluetooth clicker, basically. So it was, I had my um, iPhone over with the uh, the sound guy set up on a, a, a free app, which just literally has everything. And it has, each track was set to stop play. So it didn't continuously play. And yeah click of the watch and whether I was in the middle of a conga line or the next track would yeah it works really really well that was a really nice kind I mean Brave I love as well because like technology just never works I remember we've, we yeah. tried, we tried it with some, we tried also, it with samples and stuff and... yeah very very simple yeah I mean <clears throat> the backup is I literally just bring said phone to the stage and I'm back to square one but yeah. um but when it works it's, it's great and it just keeps that continuous because there's nothing about building up that rice and then you've got the fall and it's about building that that lovely finale so which I think we had and then the chimps arrived as well which was a, another me sort of annoying the professor because um in my head 
they were sort of his. So um, Matt, Area 51 have these chimps and they come on and they do the professor's fighting trousers and they put these massive, um, the, the artists wear these massive, really freaky looking chimpanzee outfits in sort of circus wear and they wear these massive boxer gloves and they kind of pretend to fight. And I'd made it known that I really wanted them as part of my stage because it would really annoy um, Professor Elemental. And then... I was literally, the room was in full flare, as, as Peter was saying, and um, Adam Colclough just kind of gave me a tap. He was dressed as Joker at the time. And he pointed at these chimps. And that, for me, was the moment of eureka. I was like, bring him back. Adam's in the Maldives <laughs> at the minute, I think. Lucky bastard. Oh, I, I think he's, he's just come back today, yeah. bless him. We yeah, I just saw all over, over the... Christmas, I just saw him in his elf outfit, all sort of like, in. oh, I'm in the Lucky Maldives. Bugger. I was like, oh, you... Lucky bastard. Maldives is awesome. Lucky burger, yeah. He sent my kids a message for Christmas Day as Buddy the Elf, which Aww. was hilarious because that just, just sealed I the deal. <laughs> I like how you're repairing, repaying the olive branch that uh, Professor Elemental gave you yes. by dissing him and stealing the <laughs> stealing the, the chimps. Well, he needs to be careful. It's like keep your friends close and your enemies closer, I think. <laughs> so I think he's genuinely, he keeps saying that, you know, he'll be my support act before long. But um, he's, no, he's done so much for me. And I couldn't, I mean, I'm having people message me now, other artists saying, you know, we'd love to be involved in one of your shows. And, you know, and it, it's crazy that, you know, I'm, I'm slowly, and I, I couldn't have done it without writing that diss track at the beginning, you know, literally that is where I want to be in two years' time. So what I'll do is write a really awful song about them all. Then they have to acknowledge me. <laughs> so it's an awful business plan, but it but it worked. <laughs> and um, being bold, you know, I, I don't know. I dreamed big. I was in the military for years. So um, I think that helped me. Not that I had any confidence at all while I was in the military I think I just knew about you know organizational skills and that and the kind of like objectives and aspirations and all of that and I decided you know if I'm going to give this music malarkey a go now I've left the Royal Air Force what have I got sort of got to lose so um would so you yeah ever, write, write a diss track <laughs> would you ever do any of the rap battles because like the first thing as I remember this is many years ago it's like 2012 13 or something like that where it's a guy called Mark Grist. He's like a he's like an English teacher, and he's a, he's a part of a poetry sort of um, what's it? He's sort of like a poetry trip. Oh, tri slum poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did um he did a, a rap battle against um a a well known Mancunian um rap <laughs> artist called uh, Blizzard, and it's if you get this, uh... yeah, it's, uh, it's and that's what, actually that's what got me. I, that for some reason, when I was looking through it, when I was doing the YouTube rabbit hole thing, um, yeah. the uh, all the chat pop stuff came on after that and stuff. So that's like Professor Elemental ah. and, thing, and all the other ones came on. So I, I sort of kind of, that's where I sort of kind of, I, I understood. Yeah. So I did understand what you were kind of saying and stuff because I've seen it all. Yeah. All things and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're the, the sort of kind of the rap battles, that's where they get the poets. And there's a couple, there's a guys, and I can't remember the name, they're on TikTok. Um, and they do the same thing where they do it as yeah. a duo and they're poets, but they do these rap battles with other like proper rappers on stage, but they do it in poetry and stuff. So good. Yeah. So good. I think I have seen that actually. And it's that real spoken word sort of yeah, 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 yeah. sinister vibe, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really I can't freestyle. That is <laughs> that is something the professor is amazing at. And I've done I went down to Brighton. We had a little writing break. Um, when I left the RAF, um, 
The RAF are very good at uh, blending you into civilian lifestyle. So basically, um, they they said, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be a rap artist. And they were like, well, we've got any courses on that. I know someone who could do a course for me. So um, Professor Elemental created this rap workshop for me. And um, we basically ate a lot of ice cream on Brighton Beach, uh, wrote a lot of music. And um, and then like, he invited me along to a cypher. So a rap, basically a circle of rap artists all just kind of uh, freestyling. And it was it was really cool. I was slightly drunk, which is probably why I felt I did good. But um I, I'd like to bring free, freestyle into things. I think the only time I freestyle now is if I forget my words, like, or I'll just kind of sort of throw something in. Um, but yeah, I'd love to rap battle. I mean, there's so much more behind Madam Misfit. I mean, I think during lockdowns, I did a couple of really serious spoken word things about the music industry, and I really enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, I know I would be keen to do some some different, you know, it's, it's hard to fit tea and and cakes into every line. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Professor Elemental do his freestyle when he dance when he goes through the crowd at Sci-Fi Weekend, and it's just continuous. Yeah. And I mean, I just don't know how he does it. I mean, I watched that, and I'm just blown away. Like, no, it's got to be some mental cues. He's got his go-to phrases. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen him do it where he asks people to empty the contents of their pocket and he just does it on the contents of their pocket, which I think is quite beautiful. But he started me freestyling. Basically, you sat down and what can you say? And you've got to continuously talk for two minutes, not even rhyming. He says the hard thing is just continuously talking. And um, that's the hard bit. And then you start to create rhymes and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's a skill and a half, I tell you. I mean, when you were talking about me as a rap artist I mean I just by any serious rap artist they would just just throw me under you know I'm not serious whereas Paul's got this entire rap career before him you know he performs not just as Professor Elemental but as I think it's um, Elemental um, so huge respects to him you know he's a respected rap artist I'm just a, a silly thing that just <laughs> kind of found um, but yeah but I, I prefer yeah hence it, it's hard for me to say that I'm a rap artist kind of like poetry with with a beat I think is why what, what I sort of prefer also this English white mum you know <laughs> two kids kind of ginger hair I'm not a kind of usual <laughs> sort of vibe but but I think it's um, again it's, it's break, breaking boundaries massively you know it's just being different there's so much music that's pumped out through the radios and released nowadays it's just noise or just, generic it's very generic. oh my god they literally just tick the box it's that there's that youtube video isn't it of how many songs just follow the same chord sequence and they're oh, just what's like that? it's uh, oh, <laughs> what are they called there uh, was access of there was Ah, oh, what are the band it's called? There's a three, three, three Aussies, isn't it? And they do, they go through all the different songs, and it's yeah. all the same. So they're comedians, and they all go through all the different songs, and they're all in the same chord changes and stuff. And it's yeah, yeah way back in 1989. Again, showing my age, um, there was the the care left when they became um, the Time Lords and released uh, Doctor and the Tardist. And then, which was basically, as they put it, a, a number one hit using all the lowest common denominators. Uh, and then they released a book called um, How to Make a Number One the Easy Way. Yes. Which did detailed exactly how they went, and went about yeah. it and succeeded. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, if they get a chance, yeah. have a look at it. I mean, it's, like I say, it's over 30 years old now, so the yeah. industry has really changed, but the underlying principles will very yeah. much remain the same yeah um, yeah 
definitely it's just like i mean electro swing um chap hop hip hop all that sort of little niche i kind of fall in it's it's sort of well hip hop you know quite broad but um it's all very niche but very well supported i mean yeah. Um, my, I'm, I'm luckily enough, and again, it's another stab in the professor. Is I've actually released with a record label, uh, which Ooh. he hates. So um, I'm not a signed artist, not by any half, but I managed to convince a German record label for the electro swing thing. They think I'm hilarious for some reason, and um, yeah, so they, they release my music, which is amazing. And because of that, again it's just helped boost you know my um my well not that i earn any money from spotify streaming at all mm. but it does help um with the whole reach and you know elevate you as an artist to to be able to talk about streaming numbers and stuff but but yeah no i'm really proud that i've got that support of a, of a record label um but electro swing music, for those that don't understand it, you know, it's kind of like the old 20s, 30s vibe with beats. And a lot of my songs are electro swing. Some of them are more hip hop. Some of them, I, I just enjoy kind of, I don't like being pigeonholed, basically. And I kind of, <laughs> I just go with what I like, I think. So there's nothing more fun than that. So <laughs> we, the, the Germans, like, I, I, I've, I've got a bar. We haven't played, we haven't done anything in, in a, what, a long time, COVID and then families and stuff like that. So we've not done anything in ages, but... Our last album did really well all over the world. Like, you know, not really well for us, for a local band. You know, we did quite well. But Germany yeah. hated us. I really hated <gasps> it. It was really weird. I couldn't understand. Like, we were getting good reviews from, from the UK, from America, from Holland. And in Germany, nearly every single review was just like, we do not like this band. And it was just, I just, I couldn't understand why yeah. everywhere else was liking us. But Germany just straight up hated us there's i think the the best we got was like six out of ten for once but the rest of it was just no. like they were just destroying us and i was just like but, 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 but why i don't understand <laughs> i can't grasp it i didn't understand why the germans hated us so much regionalization is very weird i mean there's some things that you put out there which i get a massive uptake by certain people but not by others i mean i did an article of um november time early november Mm-hmm. for the BBC on like ecologies basically futuristic cities and yeah got a bit, a bit of traction on social but it was in New Zealand that really got the most interest and I was invited on to um, New Zealand breakfast television to talk <gasps> about it crazy and I was like what <laughs> I think I'd be asking for a flight over in a face I was yeah. tempted to do that yeah. was first class Zoom, I was like would it be an in-person interview? I'm happy to travel there. Yes. Just, pay, just pay for the tickets. Definitely, all that for that. Yeah, that's one bad thing that, you know, lockdowns and that have brought is this ability for us three not to be able, well, we can manage this without us, but it yeah. would be nice to be able to travel, you know, and be able to, you know, I've been interviewed a few times by American kind of um podcasters and things like that like, no we should do this really and i should really come over for a business trip so yeah. but, um, yeah. you know you've made I've it got... when, joe rogan, when joe rogan gets you on you know you'd be like oh and <laughs> <laughs> uh, one one thing that really appreciated last year was the in-person events again i mean i enjoy virtual meetings and like podcasting i re- really enjoy it but i think in person is much more Oh, emotional empathic in sense it was so hard as me um to do streaming shows because 
my god the amount of energy I put into a live show I had to get that across through a little tiny camera so everything had to be even more amplified um which was just so hard when like I'm literally so I've got an old static caravan down the bottom of my garden and that was literally my streaming and recording studio and everything and you know there's that live audience that clapping that everything and you do your big thing and then you've got the 20 seconds delay and it's like there's nothing going on and then all the little emojis with, when I was doing it the days of Facebook live and stuff and it was just yeah it's crazy but it's um I very much if you come and see me live I, I want to make sure I've I've earned your kind of appreciation definitely I kind yeah. of I want to make sure everyone is touched by me as rude as that sounds so yeah. I mean well on, on communication only like verbal communication only 30 percent of like yeah. of how we communicate like the rest is body language and facial expressions which okay. you cannot always kind of express in synchronous in, no, no, no. in synchronization yeah. of what you're saying and I mean I found that like in 2020 when I was doing a talk um and originally it was going to be like a live in-person event then COVID killed that mm. and so I'm doing it like online and we had like people like leaving like leaving the sound on or suddenly not closing down their screens and just we lost control and just like ah so you just that that level like just well, you would not have that no. in um yeah in person. So yeah, but yeah, but I think like Sci-Fi Weekend and UK Games Expo with mm-hmm. the ones where I've really like, yeah, I really miss going to events. I really miss seeing people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um yeah, um for me because I only really built my business like coming into 2020. So I built up this entire fan base. And I felt really bad at the first kind of few events after we came out of lockdown and people were like, I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I feel really bad that I don't, I can't remember you. What's your like tag now? <laughs> or I just need a little picture of everyone's like little Facebook profile image on their heads. And I'll be like, yes. So, um, so yeah, if I ever do that to anyone that's listening to this, then please don't be offended. It's literally, I have a lot of people that follow me online now and I, I feel like you're all my family but there's only so many weird versions of names I can remember so especially on Instagram YouTube is the weirdest I creation so of names so I get sort of <laughs> like people I? this is very important things because sorry about this uh other things going on in the background um anyway um I've got I've been talking to somebody uh somewhere and they'll be like talking to me like they know me and i'm just like i have no idea this and I'm just <laughs> like, oh no i feel yeah. really rude yeah. and it's just like and then they'll be like looking at me and i'm like oh hey man hey dude how's things <laughs> and i'm just like oh crap i don't know who this person is and then i'm just yeah. like i don't want to be feel like i'm really be really rude but it's just like you know it, it i'm bad like i'll, I'll sometimes I'll, yeah. I'll recognize them but i'm just like i don't sort of know names and things yeah. so uh if you're perpetually doing around me, like, yeah, I'm sorry. When you have to introduce that person <laughs> or something as well. Like, oh. now and again, my, my other half will come across with me to gigs to help merchandise. And I hate it when I'm, this is, sorry, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm really like, yeah, that's when I get caught out a little bit. But yeah. so hopefully, I'm just a very forgetful person. So if I've ever done that to you, I'm so sorry. Just... Oh, I, one thing I find with, I can remember a, a dog's name or a person's name just fine. Yeah. People's name, I have no problem. Like, oh, there's Sizzle and their owner and <laughs> their kids. 
and <laughs> hello Susan, how are you? Yes, yeah. <laughs> you remember the dogs? Yeah, that's it. It's just um yeah, any Sarah's out there, I'm pretty I'm pretty good with, you know, or anyone that's <laughs> any other names in my family, but yeah, I'm just quite bad with names. Rap lyrics, yeah, remember those, they're absolutely fine. <laughs> so but just names. So so yeah, but um I've got people that literally that have followed me from day dot and I've had to work out from photos right they've mentioned they were at that that person's in that photo and that must be him a little little bit of detective like detective work like what's going on so yeah I'm awful for it so but I'm very grateful that you know I've got that many people that are on my my crazy little journey that I've created that's only going to get crazier basically so um yeah because this uh, seems to me your events for this year that like you're already kind of slowly getting booked up already for like oh my god yeah absolutely I mean um so as well as Madame Misfit um I don't know if you're aware Peter I do another act as well which, oh, oh yeah. see. yes <laughs> yes I so. do yeah, so I'm also a, a, a 1940s tribute artist. Yeah. So I do a lot of the vintage sort of circuits as well. And that, you know, for those of you that follow me on Madame Misfit on my um, what do I do, Facebook and Instagram, that is literally the tip of the iceberg. It's probably about 35, 40% of my work. The rest of it is, um, although Madame Misfit takes up so much time, you know, from writing songs to emails and all organising, the other kind of 60 odd percent, is 40s tributes weddings funerals you know and all of the everything in between birthday parties you know i done busking i do a lot of busking as well so um the other week i was performing in marks and spencers amongst the cardigans oh, there wow. we go <laughs> my uh, my old drummers so, uh, in a, my old drummers in a band called the swing commanders and they do sort of kind of 40s 50s I know of them, yeah. yeah the swing commanders yeah yep. so he's the drummer oh, and um they do a lot of uh, that sort of stuff yeah Perfect. Yeah. But it's I mean, it's great. I mean, a tribute artist is very easy. I'm performing someone else's songs. It's it's much more applicable and accepted by a wider genre. And it's you know, I love it. It's, it's very but I'm very English rose, very pure, you know, so it was very hard at lockdown keeping that lot of people away from Madame Misfit and <laughs> never the two shall meet and um, occasionally my Misfit fans like the steampunks and that will come to some of my 40s stuff that way around's fine but when I found out that a couple of care homes have been watching my 40s stream and then my channel accidentally recommended my, my Misfit kind of me running around in a womble suit I don't think they appreciated you know? <laughs> <laughs> What is this? So, um, <laughs> what is this craziness? So, um, so yeah, that's quite quite hilarious. But yeah, yeah. so it keeps me. Basically, my twenty twenty three is pretty much mapped out. Um, I'm I'm booked up for Christmas all weekends in December. Um, I've got I've so this year is for me is about music festivals. Um, I've applied to a lot. I'm just waiting for the um, the go ahead. So if they all go through, then I will be. Yeah, I'll have pretty much be booked out for everything I want. But but, you know, um, again, I think I'm probably one or two years ahead of myself in my head. But, you know, I'd rather apply for these things and you never know. Yeah, I might all I can say is no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I'm not expecting huge things from music, especially monetary wise. I know it's about the the opportunity of playing at some of these festivals will just be absolutely amazing. Even to get there um, will be crazy. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's part of my aspirations. You know, at the end of each year, as we go into the next, I have a huge kind of um, mind map 
of what I want to achieve for the next year. So I'm kind of like, right, I've so my, my calendar is blocked out of all these music festivals I want to get to and perform at. And uh, you know, if it doesn't happen, I will pick up other workouts with my other acts as well. I kind of so, um, but yeah, but uh, but sci-fi was blocked out, I think, even before that weekend finished. And <laughs> I was like, I want to do the next one. So do you, obviously being sci-fi weekender, do you have the uh, the nerdy side to you as well or? Well, I was I was talking to my other half about this. See, I'm not I don't know. I was I was kind of um I was I was bullied a lot at school for being a geek, but I'm not I, I think it was just literally because I fell into the the um physical look of a geek. You know, like <laughs> red hair, freckles, braces, you know, I looked like something out of the Beano, like, you know, <laughs> early on. So um <laughs> But actually, you know, you were talking about you know, D&D and uh, I, I don't play a lot of games. I'm in mean, online gaming or anything like that. I just I don't know. For me, is it? It's not my draw. I mean, I was a, a Sega Mega Drive girl back in the day. So Sonic yeah. was my go-to. Yes, it's all about, yeah, I've it's just all brought my little boy up on, yeah. on Sonic. Sonic's all about, yeah, definitely. So I had my Sega back then. I think my PlayStation 1 sort of came in. Yeah, before I kind of drifted, I didn't get anything further than that. So, um, so yeah, I haven't, I haven't got them. Although they would be worth quite a bit now, I think, wouldn't it? Sega now. So, um, yeah, no. So Sonic, um, and then kind of comic. I mean, I was most. I think Peter, you were there. One of the. There's a lot of cosplay goes on that I don't get. You know, um, Final Fantasy and all of that, all the anime bits. You know well above and beyond me um but then i saw from wallace and gromit the refrigerator that appeared on grand day out and that just like it was amazing because <laughs> i danced with him and the front fell off and i asked to turn his knob as well and he did then put the coin in the slot and it was just it was that that was really cute for me i quite like the comic um side of things um i mean yeah with, there was a star wars there as well wasn't there and star it was wars, a yeah. There was a cosplay of ghosts, wasn't there? Off the BBC, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were they were there as well with the headless uh, chaffy as well, which is quite funny. So um, I thought that was great. But yeah, again, even Star Wars and that, I'm not overly. I mean, I didn't watch any of the Mandalorian and everything. So, um, Sacrilege. So I'm a bit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I mean, what have I done? I don't know. Disney doesn't really come into it. I've been over to California and went to the, they've got the, the um, Star Wars bit over in Disney, Disneyland, California yeah. over there. So I've been and done it like that, which was aces. What about Lord but, of the uh, Rings? <sighs> yeah, see, <sighs> I, um, I know. I mean, I've watched Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great I'm podcast. Uh, we're gonna... <laughs> I know. It's like, am I geeky enough for this? Am I geeky no, enough? no, 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 not at all. Um, it's just because you don't like Lord of the Rings, and that's uh, that's my that's my no, no, bugaboo. No, 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 no. You've got me right. I do like Lord of the Rings. I don't know if I'm intelligent enough to understand every oh, okay. little bit of it. You know, when kind of like I've seen some of these um, bits on YouTube, like, did you recognise like in scene three of blah blah blah? It was Gimli's great great grandfather's sword that was on the floor in the. Those bits I don't yeah, well, kind of can't follow. It's okay. The no. there's, there's super nerds who are like, well, you'll find that uh, in uh, <laughs> there's like, like super nerds, and then there's just like being a nerd. You know, it's just a natural thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I just I, I will watch it. and I'll take it as it is. I mean, for me as a musician, the music is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely um, love the music. Um, I don't read books. I started to try and read. Um, but I think once um, 
Is it Frodo? So it's, no, it's uh, Bilbo starts singing loads of songs at the beginning. I yeah. just kind of gave up. The Hobbit's, the <laughs> Hobbit's a bit of a... It's more of a kid's book than anything, you know. It's like Hobbit's sort of kid's book, Lord of the Rings is sort of kind of in between, and the Cimmerillion is just messed up. It's just like messed up. It's quite messed up. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard reading, to be honest. All of it is pretty hard reading and stuff. It's a bit more sort of kind of um, old school. Some of like, the Hobbit's very... I don't know what's the word for it? quint in certain ways and stuff. Yeah, it has its charms. Yeah, it has its charms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, so I suppose you've not done Game of Thrones or anything like that. Have you sort of kind of? Oh my! Whoa! Yeah, no, I'm completely Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, okay. completely. Well, I say completely again. I'm not a, a noob and nerd. I say that I kind of I enjoyed it for what it was. I'm, I'm, I'm again. I'm a little bit bummed out about how it ended. Yeah. Um... We can have a full. Co- we can have a full, and we have had many, many, many podcasts where Matt's ranted about the travesty that was the end of the, the Game of Thrones series. Yeah. What, Although I have not. You... Like, Sorry, I haven't watched the newest thing. Wasn't right. there a thing coming up? Yeah, for... House of Dragons. Yeah, yeah I actually I haven't, haven't finished that, that yet. yet. I got up the episode six, I think, and then I got distracted, so I haven't finished it. It's just like, I didn't think it was bad. It's just I haven't been as gripped, I don't think, as I was with the original series. <clears throat> Having read the books as well, I kind of know what's happening. I've watched, and... yeah. I've watched it all, and my basic takeaway, it's basically, it's Dynasty. Mm-hmm. dragons <laughs> and more pushing and everyone's been absolute cocks to each other yeah that's that's, yeah. that's it that's what it's supposed to be and it's about us you know in theory in theory it's going to be a bit more, it's going to be a lot more messed up than game of thrones there's going to be a lot more people killed in this one than yeah. there is in that another because it's about a very brutal civil war that happens and stuff so the dance for dragons but um yeah, yeah it's uh i just haven't I don't know. I think the end of the Game of Thrones series sort of left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, and then I was just not as excited about it when it, it turned up. And it's stuff. lost a bad taste in everyone's mouth, Matt. Yeah. yeah. Not yours. Yeah. Everyone's. Yeah. It just was like, have you seen that drawing um, of, of the somebody's... horse? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Like, yeah, from like, you know, incredibly detailed and like to. to gradually losing the granularity of it then it's a stick force at the end yeah and it's like, like yeah, we've yeah. made our money we've made our money now here you go here's some quick yeah. episodes here's a bad battle in, here's a battle in the dark uh here's this this main sort of kind of bad guy who's been sort of kind of building up throughout the whole thing oh he's dead and uh you know and oh by the way these people are also dead and they, their story arcs are meaningless because they're dead and uh oh by the way brands that de- being democratically voted in as the king ah oh, brilliant see you later bye <sighs> and the mo- yeah it was just basically we've we've had enough now we've milked the source material as much as we can we don't know what else to do oh star wars yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh, and they're bringing out at a rate of knots, aren't yeah. they? That being said, the most recent Christ one, Andor, was absolutely superb. I'm, you know, I know you're not, you're not massively into your Star Wars and stuff. No, but most recent... My other half watches it, so I just hear kind of echoes. Yeah, the most, the most recent yeah. series, Andor, was super. Like a few people said, it. It's a slow start, but because it's not really focusing on anything other than people without. Wizard powers, basically humans doing human things, trying to get against the empire and stuff, and the very gr- the very gray area in between it. So like they do things like you know they're, they're very fractious, and there's a lot of sort of kind of infighting, and there's a lot of 
gray area stuff that happens that makes the rebellion a bit more real. One thing I love about Rogue One and this series, mm-hmm. Andor, is the fact that it gives the rebellion a darker edge, and I think that makes it more real and makes it more sort of kind of mm-hmm. you know they're not these shining yeah. beacons of freedom. It's like they are sort of they're rebels who have done some dodgy stuff to get to that point and stuff like that, you know, for the for the greater good and for yeah. the commas and stuff. And I like that. I like that darker edge and stuff. Yeah. And Andor does it really well. Like the new recent series, which obviously ties into Rogue One and stuff. Just, it's brilliant. And I love that sort of darker edge too. I think it's, a, it just, it's, yeah. it's something I think Star Wars doesn't do because Star Wars always does good versus evil. There's no gray in between mm. it and stuff. Having that darker edge sort of makes a lot, brings a lot more depth to it and stuff. And I honestly think they should do a series where they have it from the perspective of the Empire in a certain way. Maybe you have a stormtrooper yeah. or something who's ha- who who's joined because his family was killed by the rebels during a bombing or something like that and maybe his progression through the empire stuff like and i think that's a really that's a good yeah. angle that they could go with it's a good angle which they never they okay. never sort of kind of do but that this this series Andor and obviously rogue one sort of opens up for the fact that it's like well you know they're not good the empire are definitely not good but you can see why maybe some people have sided yeah. with them and stuff and having that angle that there's always another like one that's saying is one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter and stuff it's just sort Definitely. of that yeah. sort of angle and i quite like yeah yeah no that does sound actually really interesting i <laughs> yeah. mean it's just i'm starting to go through uh the star wars sequel with my son because he's turned five and he's yeah. just well well it's complex storylines aren't for him so yeah. literally but watching his face with the whole vader luke scene hand chop off i'm your father yeah. thing just seeing that rawness <laughs> like me and my husband just looked to him and like you're like oh, mommy yeah. <laughs> like, so, it was beautiful yeah. really beautiful oh, i remember watching uh star wars new hope with my daughter ada when she was still bottom shuffling my wife had gone on a, on a work trip to um, uh, Massachusetts in America and like a like, conference there. And I thought, I'll look after Vader. It's okay. I've been watching Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And, I love it. The lights, the sabers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and wife Kern had returned uh, after a week on a 12-hour flight from America Stumbled in, like you know, into the house from the taxi, and Ada's bottom shuffling towards her, waving a lightsaber, going, Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. (laughs) And Giddens looks at me and just goes, What have you done? (laughs) And And my my daughter's first three words was, Mummy, Daddy, and Jedi. (laughs) And I I was very proud of that moment. It's just just the memory. Like I watched, um, like I tried to get my girlfriend and stuff to watch Star Wars and things, and her kid wasn't. You know, she's into YouTube videos and things, and it's just sort of like you know, (laughs) she doesn't really. All she wants is the same sort of TikTok and YouTube videos over and over and over and over again, and this watch the same things (laughs) over again. Uh, very loudly and i started like oh look star wars star wars this is a, this is a cool thing and uh, i just found that i was watching it on my own but i didn't care so i watched all three of them and stuff and i was just like but it's like it was for me it was just like all the memories of watching it when i was a kid and stuff and then i got really depressed at the end the third when return of the jedi finished and stuff and they have that happy sort of kind of thing in the ewok village and stuff 
And I was like, oh, it's over. And it just made me feel <laughs> sad, like when I was a kid, when I knew it was over. And it was just like, oh. and I wasn't going to see it again and stuff. And I was just like, oh, it's over now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We got our kids... Um lightsabers like really cheap ones for christmas yeah. and it was just like my highlight of christmas was filming them and i put the the actual jewel music on over like an instagram reel and there's the, the pair of them one had the red and the blue and it was just beautiful <laughs> it's like that yeah. just kind of made it i was trying to capture them and yeah they yeah I've, I've, we've had to tell my two boys that there's no lightsaber battles in the house <laughs> that's a rule I'm like, oh, in the garden thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No, you, you can't wave your lights in the daddy's room. Nope. <laughs> no. See, I'm, I'm a really cool mum. Now that I'm getting invited to play at Comic-Cons, um, I did one at Bridlington. Um, oh, wow, yeah. I did Bridcon, and uh, I brought the family along to run my merch table, and my son was telling everyone at school that mummy works with Chewbacca. She, he thought it <laughs> was just amazing, because the, um, is it Steam... Um, Steam Wars or the, the steampunk going a version of, of Star Wars kind of cosplayers they all came along and filled up the stage and he just thought it was absolutely epic and then yeah for them for him to meet and greet all the characters and stuff although I can't quite explain who Deadpool is to him yet I see a lot of young kids dressed as Deadpool but I'm like no I, I'm yeah, not yeah. ready to you to, to wear no, that no. so, there was a um... so um we were in uh, San Diego Comic Con 2016, I think it was. There, uh, there was a steampunk Darth Vader running around, and he was yes. hilarious. Uh, I can't remember yeah. what, he, what his what his moniker is, but um, I, we were doing a thing about because uh, uh, Pokemon Go was a big thing at that point in time and stuff. We were asking about we were asking people about Pokemon Go and stuff. And he had this really long, there's a, there's actually a video, I think, on YouTube of us interviewing him. And it's just so bizarre because he was just talking about sort of like f- filling the Death Star full of Pokemon and stuff and then stopping them from blowing it up. And it was just so odd. <laughs> it's just really weird. Um, but yeah, it was just... I know of him. Yeah. He's gold, gold as well. Isn't yes, he? he's all gold. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Um, yeah, to, I, I know I'm, of him. I'm going to see if I can try and find what he's called. But uh, it's just an right. odd video and stuff. But there's me just sitting there and there's a bit in it where I'm just like completely speechless because I have no idea what he's <laughs> talking about. I mean, I know Pokemon a little. Chad Vader, Vader, that's it. Chad Vader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Peter. I mean, I know a bit about Pokemon, even less about Pokemon Go. And yeah, for people to start talking about Pokemon, I'm just going, yes. Well, I'm not a massive Pokemon person. It was just like, it was just at the time Pokemon Go was a big thing. It is massive. We used to do a regular thing when we went to conventions called the Geek Pride's Big Question and we would just sort of kind of go on like are you, it was like PC or it was Xbox or PlayStation or a PC and then we had like um, when's a spoiler a spoiler we had a really long conversation with people saying you know when spoiler when it's okay to spoil things was quite an interesting one and then we did one about Pokemon Go when we were in San Diego and uh, and that was like you know what team they were on and stuff and I my brother was sort of doing the camera work and stuff he understood it more than i did and i was just like all right okay uh, and then sort of trying to come up with sort of sort of questions for them about it having no real clue really about pokemon no. but then sort of talking yeah. to chad vader and i'm just like i have no idea i guess what he's <laughs> talking about 
I know. I mean, I've got my original Pokemon cards from when I used to collect them, but I never, I never played the game. Yeah. I just collect them. Some of the those might be worth cool. a lot of money. You should check. Some no, of those... I look. I looked into it. I mean, I was the one. I like to collect the Japanese ones. Some yeah, kids yeah, have yeah, got yeah. the Japanese Pokemon cards or the French ones. I've got a few of those, but um, but yes, yeah, so I've still got and I've still got my Tamagotchi. That's about as good. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Whether I could keep it alive now, even though I've got two kids, that really. <laughs> another thing but but yeah no i don't know if i because ash yeah there was a cosplayer there wasn't it ash was actually yeah ash (laughs) yeah which is hilarious but um but yeah no pokemon i think i watched it as a kid i never really um got into the card game you didn't watch it as a kid yeah no i did i did get into that but anime i don't know i used to draw a lot of anime um i used to i quite enjoyed doing all of that um but i mean i even I mean, as a child, I mean, we're talking into kind of these alternative genres. When I grown up, it was kind of you were a goth or an emo yeah. or or you yeah. weren't. And then it's only as kind of I've gotten older that all oh, these things in between this, you know, it can be slightly this and slightly that. Um, that sort of these sort of um, worlds opened up to me, and and, and steampunk is just I'm 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 not I'm not steampunk. Um, I'm hats off to the people that can do all the creations and all of this that and the other. I am just me, and I'm just happy to go where I am taken. It's like my first attempt at cosplay was um, I did Ford Prefect as Peter <laughs> knows as well. <laughs> And and 4D will be playing a part at the next Sci-Fi oh, Weekend as well. Z- Zaphod will be there. Good, good. We will we will we will team up as well. It'll be yeah. I need to do a tight perm, and um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been so long on eBay stalking for the correct blazer yeah. to try and get the stripes and everything. So, but um, but no, I did that at uh, Leicester Space Museum. Had a um, oh, a steampunk weekend. I keep so. needing to go to that. Yeah. Oh, so are the, are the um, space centre. The Space Centre, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really, there. really good, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that is, that's, that is, it's really lovely. And they have, about November, mid-November, they have like a steampunk oh, yeah. um, open, open day as well. So cheese and cheese. Chat Pop and Cheese. Chat Pop and Cheese, that was it, yeah. That was it. So that was the night where me and the other three guys within Chat Pop all did a show and we had cheese so it was a cheese board it was the homage to fromage so it was quite but we ran out of cheese fairly early oh, on no. which is, i know too many yeah so that was um that was an ace night that was one of my best highlights i think uh 2022 sci-fi weekender and um and chap up and cheese so because that for me cemented sort of you know, even though I was I was the first one to kick off that evening, we were all there as equals. We were all there yeah. as part of the chat pop family, and it was it was beautiful. You know, to be again the only female on stage as well, which was absolutely amazing. So, um, which I think is one yeah one of the reasons why I, I do so well at these events as well is I get a lot of women that come up to me and be like, this is just just beautiful that you know a woman's up here doing all these things and it's just yeah, yeah. I think it's fun. I really love events at the space center. Because I mean, most kind of comic con events are either at Space Butlins yeah. or in a conference center. But mm. when you kind of like you've got stormtroopers and what have you <laughs> next to a giant four two rocket. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. And like, yeah. yeah. 
yeah that's cool well we were next to tim peaks like you know actual suit and stuff like this is epic so and then yeah no it was yeah it was amazing it was it was really easy to then get photographs when you're in cosplay i just stand next to this like perfect there we go that looks great so yeah no that was really cool my husband was kind of a bit weirded out about wearing a dressing gown um, for the day (laughs) (laughs) it was his first ever um cosplay and he um uh, and he um but he said he felt it was the most comfortable he'd ever felt in a while uh, one second before my battery runs out the laptop but um but yeah no i will definitely become a sci-fi i might feel a little weird so as long as i've got you at my side i'll be um because i'll be on my own so it'll be uh, a good one to uh to do anyway but yeah no be not exciting i think it's part of it i quite enjoy with cosplaying comes the humor i mean it's you don't kind of put that gear on and then just kind of be an introvert i think it's part of your personality extended through which is like steampunk as well and i don't know i've done it what uh, was that sci for matt are you gonna say the opposite did I get, no 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 i've, I've done i was talking about uh doing uh cosplay and stuff um i've done it yeah. three times i think i did um one when we went myself and pete went to um oh, the uk games expo uk games expo where i sort of kind of i i made some foam armor out of uh sort of so i did um uh it's from a comic book series called crimson empire which is sort of kind of like old star wars oh, sort of thing yeah uh, sort of like mm-hmm. red sort of kind of armor and stuff so i did that and i had like a lightsaber that took me. I was really proud of myself, and you know, it's not—it's not wasn't the best armor in the world, but it looked—it looked pretty good for the first time I'd ever done yeah. it. And I think they're one of the second times I did it because my girlfriend at the time was like, "There's a fancy dress party happening at this uh, for this sort of like Halloween thing in um, in a place near me and stuff." And the, you know, everybody's going to dress up. You should you should try and do a cosplay thing. And I was just like, "Yeah, I should totally do that." And it was because she was trying to get me to go to this place all the time. And I was just like, "I don't want to go. I don't want to go. It's not my thing." But then she's like, "Fancy dress, cosplay." And I was just like, "Okay." So I did <laughs> I did Green Arrow, but I did sort of like armor and stuff so i made armor i made like uh did all green armor and stuff i had the bow and arrow i had sort of kind of like um i, I was i was pretty damn good i even dyed my hair and my beard blonde so i had a sort of oliver queen thing going on and stuff and i turned yeah. up to this i turned up in my full cosplay to this um club effectively uh in manchester <laughs> and uh i was the only person dressed no. up uh, so actually, oh, no. and, and I, one or two people turned up in sort of kind of store-bought sort of like things yeah and everybody else was just dressed up in their sort of kind of like you know their their shirts and their like tight dresses as you would go to a normal club and stuff and i'm standing yeah. there like in this green arrow out homemade outfit <laughs> with people just looking at me strangely and i'm like Oh well, <laughs> so it's just yeah. walked around and this and stuff. Granted, yeah. I, I was the centre of attention for a lot of the night and stuff because I was the idiot in the green arrow armor in the middle of a, a, a dance club, effectively. Um, and, well, did uh, you look good doing it? <laughs> yeah, I just you know it was it was you know I like me I, I I enjoyed making it and stuff. It was just like I just remember walking in and then just literally 
nobody being dressed up and me just kind of going yeah. <laughs> did you did you say your g- girlfriend told you did she go with you oh yeah she did she did went she to, I, I i she uh went to black i made her dress up as black canary and stuff um okay. so it was sort of green arrow black canary sort of thing um so she kind of went along with it but hers is like you know standard very sort of kind of very yeah. uh sort of quite you know, even if it wasn't sort of cosplay, she'd still probably look good, sort of thing. And uh, at the time, where yeah, I'm right in, there. I'm in armor, basically <laughs> sweating my ass off in this really hot club. You, you and could stuff. have been in tights. Yeah, I could have been in tights. I did yeah, do tights once. I did. Um, I did an ash from um, what's it called? Clockwork Orange once, and I had like white, oh, tight, yeah. white tights and stuff like that. Was my first, technically my first ever cosplay, I guess I would say, because I went as Ash. Uh, from Clockwork mm. Orange to I think, and I was in white tights and that, uh, and I had a co- <laughs> I had a cod piece. I had my I was gonna cover. say I had the cod piece. Go. I had the makeup yeah. as well. Yeah, I had the makeup. Yeah, yeah. we the need photos. Hat. There we go. Awesome. Ah, <coughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, this is fun. What was your first cosplay then, Pia? Um, Zayford, actually. I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, basically, it's. I really like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It is a phenomenal radio play, book, yeah. film. No, not film. No, you know that. Series, yeah. It's a, terrible, it's a terrible film. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, uh, I didn't hear it. Series. I thought it was okay. I thought it was an okay film. <laughs> Compared to the book, they just bastards completely ruined the writing. <laughs> and I thought, I'm just going to do Zaphod because yeah. it's cool. And also because I went from the book version because there's no pictures of it. And therefore I could make up my own interpretation. Yeah. so to speak still have like the second head and third arm yeah yeah, yeah. and just had an absolute blessings found people just kept reacting to it it was yeah. interesting watching people either like people like 20s yeah didn't recognize it no, no they no, just yeah. looked at me but then suddenly went oh Zayford yes yeah that's um, and, it, yeah. and it's had a kind of a few upgrades since then I mean the first time I did it uh, I hadn't really touched the head properly so it's kind of flopping about a bit <laughs> And um, so I kind of reattached that, and like there's a lot of strapping underneath, mm. underneath my costume because I like, strapped the head and the arm to me. Yeah. So that kind of fits in the place. And then I had some sunglasses on, like on the spare head, but yeah. they kind of went flying when I was dancing to Darth Elvis one time. And so I'm like, oh, I've got to replace the glasses. But generally, it's been very consistent. I was yeah. basically for wardrobe, found some stuff I didn't wear as much and then mm-hmm. butchered a, a pair of two black turtlenecks and combined them together. Yeah. So where does Zephod's head live for the other 365 days of the year? <laughs> Terrorizes Kayla by, by staring out. <laughs> 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 but uh, Kayla will eventually look in the uh, cupboard to get something out of it. And there's Zephod's head staring at her. <laughs> or like, or like an album cunning just like, whoodum. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I love it. I love you, you like, get like a Pete, Zaphod's grabbing me again. I just love watching the videos of, especially some of the um, the cosplayers who just they show you how they make all of their sort of their armor and things mm. that go in there. Um, some re- um, it, some of it is just in- insanely good, especially the mm. ones who sort of they use electronics and they use like sort of misters and things to come out to make their weapons. It's just like I get yeah. obsessed with. That. I'll sit there and just watch them just sort of building yeah. these things, going, "Oh my god, that's just absolutely mm. insane!" And just yeah. watch people like going to these conventions. Like I haven't been to one in a while, 
um mm. but like just watching people pe- people watching in their different costumes and stuff like that is amazing like i brought my yeah. i brought yeah. my ex once uh we're talking 2013 probably and she like she wasn't into that sort of thing and i was just like one of my it was like my second or third convention i was like you gotta come down and watch the you know see this because this is insane you'll love it mm. and she comes down and she's just like absolutely just like gawping at everything because she's not mm-hmm. seen this sort of thing before and it's like even though she wasn't no. into it and stuff she was like like just appreciating the fact that there is these people that are wandering around the these time. amazing yeah. costumes and stuff yeah but it was the um the lady who won you know did she do oh. a pineapple inspired was yeah, it the alien um, hybrid thing it was the um flamboyant potato alien basically a yeah. pineapple alien yeah. which came all about just from a, oh, ran, the comments on the dark room in the front white potato yeah. and they came up with this alien based on it it was just it was amazing yeah. she had digi legs as well didn't she she the... had full on digi legs and yeah. I think there was someone there with like load of arms as well yeah it was absolutely crazy. But it's when I think Adam held the, the competition. Yeah. Didn't he? The amount of people I was like, so what's this made from? Yeah, mainly kind of plastic tubing and, and hot milk glue. And it's kind of like the amount of just the, the time and the dedication. Dedication, yeah. And it was the, what was the really crap Dalek? There was the people, the half assed Dalek that was. Oh, the half assed cosplayers. <laughs> it was just, yeah. yeah. I, quite, I quite find them funny. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're kind of, there's. Um, various groups that go there that kind of have this kind of recurring theme of like such as the half-assed uh, cosplayers or like the half-assed um, Avengers. Oh, right. <laughs> where it's like, and it's just done in such a way purely for the human, not for authenticity. Yeah. No, no, accuracy. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a laugh. It's like my, my friend, we had a, I used to have a Halloween party every year and uh, we used to have like a, a costume sort of competition and stuff. And like people used to really mm-hmm. take it seriously and they'd like come up, turn up with some really good costumes. But my friend, who used to put a lot of effort into his costume, him and his wife turned up in black bin liners with like black paints. And they said, yeah, we could be ours this year. So we just come in black bin liners. And I was like, what do you want to be? Uh, I don't know. It's just like, and this is the, guy who spent like 200 300 quid on prosthetics one year to sort of kind of dress him up himself like a clown and like you know it was amazing and then he just turned up in a bin liner and i was just like we're in bin liners. <laughs> crazy i mean i quite like the enjoyment of utilizing the, almost on a budget if there was like budget cosplay you know kind of who can see the best out of you know yeah we know if everyone's got an endless budget you, it's gonna go you know you get, you get more amazing but I think creativity from home is just absolutely amazing you know what you can turn something into so yeah no I think uh that's been I, mean, I don't like spending loads on on a costume that I'm only going to wear a few times I mean, yeah Zaphod is basically a polystyrene head mm-hmm. With a shop bought glam rock wigs mm. pinned onto it, painted up with some um Warhammer paint, face paint, yeah. and then like you know, a mannequin arm. From how have you strapped? How's that that vital connection? Thing basically, um, third arm, and I just basically padded it out with uh plastic bags. Mm-hmm. And they're connected up to my body, and I got loads of straps on. But I have to ask, have someone essentially put it on over me because okay, it's a yeah. two person. Because, and I thought, like, drive there, and like, just wear the costume, drive there, and like, 
because I couldn't get changed there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could have tried there. And said, no, I can't drive with safe one because like, I've got this second head blocking my peripheral vision. Oh, did you just go for one day then? Did you not no, no, I had to get uh, my friend PT, then my photographer. Oh, yes, of course, yes. Um, to kind of, he's seen a side of me that very few have. No, <laughs> and uh, so he kind of puts it on, and, and I, I could take it off thankfully myself. But yeah, he's a, so we, we kind of got he's done it enough times that like, we got the routine down to about yeah. a few minutes, but it takes a while. And yeah. uh, like we're going now, where's this strap before? Can you remember? I can't remember. Okay. So, it's kind of, so it's kind of a bit like, well, just strap this around here, we'll make it up as we go along, and usually <laughs> it works. Sometimes I was gonna say that's. That's how long it takes me to get in a corset, but I know you know about that because I'm sure I've seen a picture of you in a corset as well, Pete. Yeah, so. I, yes, uh, boots first and corset. There we go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, boots first. There we go. We need Matt. Have you ever worn a corset? I have as dressed a... up as uh, as Matilda, the uh, the sexy um, Irish <laughs> lady, many times, but I have never worn a corset. <laughs> I uh, I had because I used to have long I used to have long hair like. Like when I'm in my my heavy metal Viking days, I had like proper Ooh, long yes. sort of hair, and I remember sort of my girlfriend at the time curled it for me and everything. I even shaved my beard off, I had tights wow. on and everything. I walked into work; it was like a charity thing, and work walked into work with a fan and everything and stuff. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I just got a lot of lot of looks. I got a lot of double takes <laughs> from people and stuff. And I was like, one of the secretaries I was in. The, I was in the elevator, and one of the secretaries was just like, "Oh, I love your wig." And it's like, it's actually my hair. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I meant. I meant to say, are you a, a ginger? I can see ginger in the beard, Matt. Yeah, I've got a sort of like. Are you red on top? I am. A, it's like a. It's not like sort of. Uh, it's not ginger. It's like a, I think it's like a yeah. it's like a fair brown, but then it's definitely ginger on my beard. Just and my, say it, it's ginger. Yeah, ginger it's on my beard on my uh, and uh, be Irish, proud. <laughs> Irish uh, Irish heritage, right there. Yeah, yeah, Irish heritage coming to the fore. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's it's hilarious. Like, so I was bullied massively at school for having red hair, which is just the, the idea of it now is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so hence, I think it's part of the reason why Madam Misfit was born. I didn't really fit into any thing, and <clears throat> for some reason, my red hair was the thing that singled me out. So I like it to be the the center of all my shows. You know, my kind of redheads are my kind of VIPs in my show. You know, kind of this is this is for them, and um, yeah, I think it's it's a strange thing what makes us feel lonely and singles us out so in order of creating this family of misfits instead is is just a wonderful thing you know have some sense of belonging whether that be cosplay comic-con sci-fi we you know and all of these um because um yeah you don't uh, clicks are just boring man i think it's <laughs> just <laughs> Honestly, the amount of time I spend following around people, I don't even can't even remember their names now, just because I needed to belong somewhere at school. You know, school I didn't enjoy at all, and I'm so like saying to my little boy who's starting that journey now, and I'm so paranoid about things like bullying and things like that. You know, there's only so much I can do, but I'm just kind of like, mate, be yourself, and you know, offer, be, you know, invite those people that you're having, you know, to the to your house, and I'm like, can you invite that little boy to your house because. I just can't, I don't want it to play out again. And kids yeah. can be cruel. They really can. And I, I try and with Madam Misfit is, is try and encapsulate all those people that I believe have probably been on a similar path to me. Um, uh, yeah. And just try and unite 
all of those singletons like together in one massive conga line basically so uh yeah which is going to be hopefully if we get the main room this time the biggest i've ever definitely well it was already the biggest in the spaceport yeah. room but i think the idea that adam is going to have a, a clicker to count so each year i get invited back hopefully we can try and get more numbers and get to count the conga lines so, <laughs> i think is the plan on that so um yeah, which will be epic. So yeah, and I've got a few more things up my sleeve, which um, yeah, should make it bigger and, and better from last time. So yeah, which is fun. So I've just actually, I'm writing a, a song for it specifically, oh, which is very okay. exciting too, which I know a lot of people enjoy. And I think it makes it feel really personal if I've, they've had something written specifically. So um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. definitely. Feels the vibe. So, are you going to be coming, Matt? Or I have never been to not... Sci-Fi Weekend, Sci-Fi Weekend, or stuff. There's, <laughs> and the only reason, and this is a very lame reason, is it's in Norwich, and it's like five hours drive for me and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I can drive five hours all the way to Norwich. Um, but. But that being said, we've had loads of people. We've had Adam on. We've had yourself. We've had a lot of people. You've yeah. done Sci-Fi Weekender. Pete perpetually talks about it. It's like you know what probably just gonna have to bite that bullet and sort of do it you know take make that yeah. take, make that drive from manchester yeah. i and do it, i so. will be there in march for definitely i am also be interviewing people on stage again Yay. so okay. yeah that's cool. Um, that's cool that um uh, the actor from wednesday um the hand actor oh will be yeah there, i they? really want to chat to that guy yes go yeah. watch wednesday and yeah, yeah it's really good Wednesday's how good. they made how the made thing yeah. So expressive when there was no face. <laughs> That's crazy. Was really well, incredibly yeah. well, incredible piece of physical physicality. Yeah. And I, I think in terms of they did so well. I mean, everyone thought it was just CGI. And then when they started releasing the photos of the guy in the, in the blue suit, they're like, Jesus Christ. And like, he almost like stole the kind of, you know, the limelight. And everyone yeah. just wants to meet him. The poor bloke's like now doing cameo videos that people can, they just want the hand. <laughs> <laughs> the it's like a friend's. When it oh, friends no, it's your way. Like, tattoos and that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Um, I think that'll be ace. Um, yeah, obviously. I don't know who's interviewing him. That'll be that'll be step um, up there, mate. Well, well I'm, I'm going to be stepping up, and I was going. Just could be in the podcast. <laughs> yes. 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 No. Just your hand, oh, by I, the way. Just I, your I, hand. Just, see, you, you have to do this. <laughs> that'll be ace. But yeah, the professor will be there again as well. I think is it Jolly Boat Men? Yeah, be um, there as well. probably Dark Room Guy, uh, John Robertson. Yeah. Possibly. He's a whirlwind. Yeah. Isn't he? Uh, not I think he's got something in London. He's trying to shift it around. But yeah, he's got. He's in Perth at the moment. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him seeing that. He's finally got Yeah, got back home. But I haven't. I sat through a dark room. I haven't done one. So, because I literally oh, did the Friday night and then I had another course. gig elsewhere. So I missed it to run away. The but... dark room is hilarious. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, don't pick me. Don't pick me. Don't pick me. <laughs> Oh, it's selected. I thought it was volunteered. It was well, it's sort of like you, know, you randomly pick on someone. Yeah. And you go, no, 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 not me, not me. <laughs> Tom, come over there, over there. Have you had John on the show? Yes, yeah, we had. Was, it, it, we had him on on what was the longest ever show we've ever done. Yeah. Because 
the guy is a human dunbo. He just keeps going. And the only and reason, the only reason to stop was because he needed the toilet. <laughs> and actually, as much as that would be a podcast first, I think for the lines of de- decency and the fact we probably get shunted straight off pretty much every podcast network, he said... We're better close it here. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like, I've got to take a shit, uh, guys. Sorry, got to go. And we're just like, all right, it's been like three hours. So yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's crazy. We after that night, we actually ended up having a, an after party. I think it was in John's like little porter cabin thing, and that that went on because yeah, he likes to talk. So, but um, but no, it was yeah, it was great. I'm very uh, yeah to to come back and in the way that it was sort of went down that night. It was just absolutely crazy. So, um, so yeah, there's nothing better than an invitation when, you know, everyone's begging Matt Page to book you. So, um, which is, yeah, which is pretty cool. And the nice thing was the next morning, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll walk past Matt and it, hopefully he'll remember who I am. And yeah, he kind of got a great show last night. I was like, thank you. So that was kind of the nod that I did all right. So, but um, but yeah, and for me, it works works brilliantly as a business lady because that sort of kickstarts my year because I've yeah. already got many gigs oh, before nice. them. I've got um twenty fifth of this month. I'm at my local steampunk club. I'm doing like a little little shindig thing there. Um, in February, I'm hosting a circus show which I've just started doing. Oh, so. Yes, yeah, so I've taken on board the wonderful Adam Colclough to be my ringmaster for the night. So, um, as uh, and he, Madam- he, d- he does a fair bit of circus work as well with oh, it, as a ringmaster. Yeah. Exactly. So I um, I've been a support artist to the professor and, and that not for a very for two or so years. I thought so at that time I want to sort of headline my own nights and trying to find suitable support artists that aren't bands um are very hard because I want someone who's similar in what I do so we can attract the similar type of audience it's very very hard um but I really enjoy cabaret burlesque circus that sort of vibe so I was like right you know what I'm going to do my own thing and create my own show so I've got a a hopefully touring show called Madame Misfit and her Carnival of Chaos and it is basically a touring freak show um and I am putting a show in York so if anyone's listening in York uh, on the 23rd of February it'll be me and some amazing I've got sword swallowing fire juggling everything in between um clown acts and Adam will be there as the the ringmaster kind of pulling it all together as as he does because he's sort of my um my uh, subject matter expert in, in this sort of thing sort of bullshitting and sort of pulling it together <laughs> professional bullshitter comparing but, um, exactly yeah and he does it so well um but yeah so so that's happening and then fingers crossed that goes down really well and then we'll actually take the show you know sort of on the road and each time it'll be different artists that's that's the plan but but yeah and then it then we're at march then we're there we're doing my thing so um which is great and i know a couple of other um events have got in because i'll i'll get to see one of leroy's sets for the first time ever leroy is great Level up Leroy, yeah, yeah, which I believe his nights are um, are the best. So I, I'm excited. Very, so. Very excited to be part of that. Um, I know I think me and Leroy are working together at a few events, possibly next year as well. I think with it, I mentioned BridCon. I, th- I know I'm going to be back there as well and Hulk Comic Con and stuff. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited now to have my foot in the door at these con events. So it's um, 
yeah it just kind of makes me just want to kind of write more although Adam keeps telling me no they love what you're doing already so I'll, uh, yeah it'll be it'll be great I have to say I, the, the, there's there's a lot of sort of familial camaraderie I think between especially in this sci-fi weekend or stuff there seems to be a lot of sort of like people just get on with each other you know yeah. lot, every or every person we've yeah. had on this podcast they talk they always speak very highly of each other and stuff and there's always name dropping other people who are at it and stuff and it's quite yeah. wonderful yeah it's kind of like i suppose you can't like it's such especially once you get into these kind of smaller groups um if you get into those that are, are able to give a show at like a sci-fi event there's only going to be a small certain collection of artists um so we sort of have to get on in a way yeah. but it's it was the best thing was i did my show i didn't really know john uh, from the dark room robertson too well I literally met on the day heard his voice and was like okay you you're a man that knows knows things and you're you're a, a very established person and um he came over to me after I'd done my show. He was like, do you know how I know your show was going really well? I was like, what's that? He says, because a flood of people wearing your T-shirts walked into the bar. And I was like, thank you very much. So, <laughs> um, so that that was good enough for me that, you know, people were starting to buy my T-shirts over his <laughs> with pineapples on. So uh, <laughs> maybe that was just him really annoyed. Because <laughs> I know he sells a lot of merch, doesn't he, at shows. Him, so um so yeah, so that's it really. But um, yeah, no, I can't wait. I'm already like massively trying to sort out outfits and how various things are going to happen. But it'll all come together. I'm very much a, a last minute sort of. I think they call it deadline brain. I'm very much a like things will happen and a it'll pantser. come together on the night. Yeah, you're a pantser. You're a pantser. A pantser. What's that's, that? Blind by the seat of your pants. Yeah, a lot of yes. the a lot yeah, of the authors it. we've had on here. There, there's a lot of them are pantsers, so they just do it sort of. That's very much, yeah. No, so um, yeah. And then what else? Am I, yeah. Then hopefully a, a chock of festivals, and then um, I mean I'm I'm dying to get over to the states. Desperate. There's conversations that are being had. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely to the uh, events over there, but that's all kind of steampunk world based. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 an exciting year ahead. But I'm just uh, hopefully this my circus. Will, will happen and things will come and then I get to run my own little rather than following in the footsteps of you know like the professor's been my sort of mentor so it'll be nice to do my own own thing the mentor that you did <laughs> I know I know <laughs> although we've actually asked to be on each on separate nights from each other this yeah. time round so that we can watch each other's shows and not and, steal each other's uh and steal each other's audiences yeah and stuff and support each other that'll be lovely so um so we'll see what happens and plus we're so sort of similar our shows well I've learned from I've learned from him so for me to support him now is a little bit kind of samey <laughs> I'm like it was only the day I'm saying like if I inflate something and, and bob it around the audience is that a bit too similar so you know because he Bob's a unicorn around his stage yeah. now, so. <laughs> so it's getting to that point that I think we should maybe part our ways a little bit. But um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been great, and it's just I've got so much more ideas that kind of take me off in other little little pockets of fun. So yeah, it'll be good. It'll Excellent. be a good thing. But um, yeah, I don't know whether there's any other questions you want to catch from me before I kind of 
Um, I was just going to say, uh, so is there, uh, you, you've sort of mentioned some of the stuff that's coming up, but uh, before we go, I will not subject you to, we usually do like a pop quiz type thing at the end, but because you're not really a nerdy nerd, it, no, 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 it's no, probably no. not going to, uh, it's not going <laughs> to sort of sit well. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll um, leave that out for, for today. Um, but um, have you got sort of uh, any websites or, or anything that people should look at? Yeah, so um, I'm regarding social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, which please, I would love people to to make their way there because there is so much time and effort that has been put into these beautiful little lockdown videos, uh, whether it be vlogs um, or videos of me as a womble or for the skin you're in, there's me in a burlesque troupe kind of strutting our stuff around somewhere in the middle of York. Um, so there is some wonderful stuff on there, YouTube. Um, but basically the best way is just Google the words Madam misfit thankfully there's only one of me and um you'll find me straight away and off that if you want to listen to me on spotify um or buy the music direct from me but the best way and i kind of had some in little plans <laughs> i did have some bits <laughs> <laughs> so the best if you want to support me because i know a lot of people out there actually want to make sure the music goes direct to the people that they they, they support is actually buying physical copies of these things because streaming artists and i don't like you know i've nearly got a million streams on spotify i've not seen a penny yeah, um, you don't get a lot not yeah. seen a penny so even though i haven't got a, a cd player in my car um, <laughs> probably most of the modern world won't have now basically google the words madam misfit you'll find my website you'll find my shop and you can you can buy a physical copy of this um or i've got some lovely merch i don't know how big the sci-fi world are and the the con worlds i've got a pin badge look at that um i'm, I'm, in, I'm in a cup of tea look there we go i'm in a pin and a cup of tea and i've got loads of weird stuff like that and then my wonderful t-shirts there we go. <laughs> my last my last album was called Pandora's Box and we've got kind of wonderful stuff as well. So so that's how you can support me, really. Or just come and see a show or give my name to someone or a venue that you know would like to host. That'd be great, right. I think. There you go, ladies and gents. Well, it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure, sir. Um, super interesting. Uh, and who knows? I may make the long drive. Make it, make it, Matt. Make it. To, to to wonderful Norwich or no it's not Norwich it's uh it's what is it uh, Great Yarmouth Great Yarmouth we'll go all right Great Yarmouth and uh and see you guys at uh I'm sure Pete will probably beat me into it eventually and stuff um I'm uh I'm I'm very much a uh, a hermit I like sort of kind of my own company and stuff so pushing me out into the real into the wide world but uh yeah. Fingers crossed, uh, we'll meet in person and I'll get to see you live at some point. Uh, you're, I, I take it you're not doing anything in Manchester direction at any point soon, are you? Oh, I'm desperate. Um, so I've got family connections in Birmingham and I'm originally from Chester. So ah, okay. sh- should eventually get yeah, over that way. To Manchester. Eventually. Well, there you go. Let me know if you do. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm sure Pete will bribe me into coming to Great Yarmouth. <laughs> Great Yarmouth. <laughs> Uh, to, to see you all um, so yeah thanks very much Sarah it's been an absolute pleasure uh, for me I've been Matt Geary with me has been my co-host Peter Allison. good night everyone and uh, Madam Misfit Sarah Jean good night bye, bye. bye.